0: Oh man Oh man, oh man Not again Yeah, I learned a game from William Wesley. You can never check me. Back to back for the niggas that didn't get the message. Back to back like I'm on the cover of Lethal Weapon. Back to back like I'm Jordan 96, 97. Whoa, very important and very pretentious. When I look back, I might be Uh mad that I gave this attention. Yeah, but it's weighing heavy on my conscience. Yeah, and fuck you, left the boy no options. I want to see my niggas go insane You gon' make me step out of my fucking frame You gon' make me buy bottles for Charlemagne You gon' make me go out of my fucking way I waited four days, nigga, where y'all at? I drove here in a rave playing app. I'm not sure what it was that really made y'all mad But I guess this is what I gotta do to make y'all rap I mean, oh, can't fool the city, man, they know what's up Second floor tussies getting shoulder rubs we ought to think that Welcome right to the enough. G Stelio Sports Hour brought to
1: you by the NGSC Radio Network in conjunction with the Happy Hour Network. Once again, it's the G Stelio Sports Hour where I don't call myself G Stelio. When we talk about sports, probably a third of the time. I'm your host, GW Gross, a.k.a. The Heartthrob. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, 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 Twitter. Twitter <laughs> check me out on Twitter. Instagram, Twitter, and check out the dot com website, G It's Saturday night. I never do these podcasts Saturday nights, but um I I got no time to do this shit next week, so fuck it. Don't do it tonight, doing it Saturday night. Um We got a special guest today. The lovely Christina. The girl who's dumb enough to date me and Pretty much, she's, she's here with us this week. So, say hi, Christina. Hi. You sounded so professional until the Twitter thing. Whatever.
0: <laughs>
1: you to have to speak up. You're going to have to speak up. Fine. So, so Don't you see these lines right yeah, here? Yeah, I jumped up. Yeah, that's pretty much determines if we could hear you or not. Um... I don't know what topics I'm gonna to talk about because me and Christina, me and Christina actually were trying, we we're gonna do this yesterday, right? And yeah. we were gonna do this last night. We had this grand plan of going out to this, uh, matter of fact, shout out to, uh, Vega. It's just called Vega, right? Yeah. It's not called Vega Restaurant. No, Vega. It's just called, it's a restaurant called Vega and it's on East Hartsdale Avenue in Hartsdale. We went there, first of all, we're stupid as fuck. Because, <laughs> we went there because uh, happy hour starts at like 4 o'clock or whatever so we're like yeah you know me and her really hardly ever go out and drink a lot together when we do we have a great time so we we're, this whole week we're like alright we're gonna go we're gonna go to Vega we're gonna go to this Mexican restaurant we will go to these drinks happy hours discounted drinks yada 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 we go we get there at 4.30 we're like there might be five people in the whole restaurant and like, we, we, we picked the perfect spot to sit in because it was next to the bathroom pretty much you know um and so what, we go. We're ordering drinks. We the guacamole was good, but it wasn't as good as my place, Rancho Grande, which I shout out a lot. I'm still waiting for a sponsorship from from Monter Grande <laughs> on Central <laughs> Avenue. But um, the guacamole was good there. And what what else we had? We had this. I had a steak salad. You had the salmon salad. Eh? I
2: had shrimp.
1: Oh, she had the shrimp set. Grilled. It was grilled shrimp. Mm-hmm. She had a grilled shrimp salad. I had this. I had the steak salad. Kept drinking. Kept drinking. Kept drinking. Um, and then we had oh, the best part was the the chicken, the lemon chipotle chicken. It was ridiculous. Like, honestly, anybody in New York, go to East Hearts, I'll have you go to Vega and order the lemon chipotle chicken. You should probably
2: order like four drinks before you do
1: that, though. Yeah, oh, yeah, order your drinks, though. (laughs) And then, whatever, we go, we pay the bill. The bill is ridiculous. It's ridiculous, you know. I mean, I talk and look like a baller, but I'm not, and the bill was ridiculous. And, um, We come home like on the ride home on the cab ride home because we were smart about it. We were responsible to a cab ride to and fro to this restaurant, (laughs) and to and fro. (laughs) And then um, and on the cab ride back, you you told me he said uh, you're you're like I don't think we took advantage of the happy hour. And I was like, yeah, we probably didn't. Because there was probably a separate drink list for happy hours. That's usually how happy hours are. We went right to the regular drink list. So we paid for, like, $15 a drink instead of whatever the happy hour price would be. It was usually about $4 to $6 a drink. So lesson learned. We'll go just and tell them we're here for happy hour. And don't just sit down and just order stuff off the menu. And it was like the waiter came. The waiter was having a ball with us. So we were wrecked. And,
2: uh, yeah,
1: he loved us. Yeah, he loved us. I gave him a ridiculous tip. Like, and they, I mean it's like, you, know you're drunk when they hand you the bill and you don't give a shit, you know, like, they gave it to me, on like, first of all, I'm the dumbest person when it comes to technology, and they gave me, a, they gave me, like, an iPad or some shit, and... Did they
2: came with me on an iPad?
1: No, it, no, it, it came on the receipt first, and then when they come back okay. with it, when he came back okay, with okay, it... no, I saw the real receipt. Yeah, they gave us the real receipt, and then <laughs> a, after you... I don't know what it is. Like, we get him the card. We get him the card. Yeah. He comes back. It was the weirdest fucking system now that I think about it. Because <laughs> they gave us the paper receipt. We give him the credit card. And then when they come back, they hand us the iPad. The sign? Yeah, pretty much. You do the hand sign, you know, with your finger crap. I that. But, but at the same time, they, they 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 have these these three options on there for the tip. And it's like, a 15% button, a 20% button, a 25% button. So me being the bowler, I am, i gave him the 25% tip, which was retarded because our bill was a lot of money. <laughs> it's not
2: we probably would
1: have tip him that much regardless of Yeah. Me and Christina believe in over-tipping, which is something of a philosophy from the movie My Blue Heaven with Steve Martin, which she still hasn't seen. No. And yeah, it's a great, great movie. I think Steve Martin's one of the funniest people ever walked the face of the earth. So... I'm pretty biased, but I think it's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. But um, yeah. Then we came home, knocked out, and we knocked out. We got home like at ten thirty. We knock, we knocked the fuck out quick. Fell asleep on my floor. Woke up <laughs> at four thirty, and we haven't gotten to sleep since. We've been pretty much on the couch
0: all day.
1: Yeah, she made me breakfast. She, oh, she made me the French. She made me French. See, I'm lucky. She made me French toast. But it was, like, encrusted in fruity pebbles. Delicious. Mm-hmm. Delicious. And what was that? What was the thing we put on it? Vanilla
2: pudding sauce.
1: Yeah. And vanilla pudding sauce on top of it. Delicious. And then for lunch, I had eggs and cheese. Like, I don't know what the hell. Whatever. And then we went. Then we ordered uh What the hell did we just order?
2: Chicken
1: parm. <laughs> <laughs> we ordered chicken parm and we started drinking again. That's what happened. But we're, we're not nearly close to where we were oh last no. night no we're just alright
2: last night was yeah really. last night
1: was really bad really bad um but it was a good time like I said Vega and East Arstelle Avenue good spot good Mexican spot we enjoyed it I'm gonna be I'm gonna be like fucking with volumes and stuff because I don't know I, I think I should be fucking with the volumes As a matter of fact I think I got it right now I yeah. Think, yeah I think this is a better volume control I don't oh. know what the fuck I'm doing with this thing <laughs> I really don't why right. is this one Whatever, I think this is, I don't know, how's this sound? how's the sound? Oh, man, it sounds terrible. Not terrible, but whatever. I don't deal with it. I don't know. I'm not going to pay for this shit anyway. That's <laughs> smoke. Just deal it. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you. Usually I, I do it with the microphone and it's just me or I do it on the phone line. But, you know, no real reason for me to need to do that. Oh, I think I got it now. There we go. Yeah, that's a recording level. Yeah, you would think. You think someone who's been working in a studio for about 10, 10 plus years in his life would understand that. but really? Fuck you, Apple. Anyway, uh, talking sports real quick, and we'll see how much this Christina will entertain with us. Um, <laughs> this this week's issue, or whatever, of Sports Illustrated, and yes, I am one of the few people that still have a subscription to Sports Illustrated. I still believe in print as a method of journalism, you know, and... um. As Pete Carroll on the cover, and I'll get to the cover in a second because it's freaking me out the more I look at it. It's probably because no, I'm drinking. Just look at, his, look at the cover. Like, look at Pete Carroll. He's
2: like
1: super wrinkly yeah. in the yeah. neck area. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, his neck looks like, you know when you open up Christmas gifts and someone gives you clothes and they give you that white paper that's just in it, crinkled up?
2: Tissue like, paper? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's
1: what it, it looks like tissue paper. It does. It's just, it looks like wrinkly, overly tanned skin. And it's, I mean, it, and the reason why I'm pointing this out is because people always say about Pete Carroll, oh, he's so youthful, he's so boisterous. And let me tell you.
2: It's a smile.
1: Oh, and he looks, dist- look at his teeth. Yeah, but like, that's the
2: youthfulness. He like he looks, he looks like a little boy No, but smile. on
1: TV, he looks totally different. These crow's feet are retarded. Look at this. Yeah,
2: no.
1: The crows, feet, the crow's feet have crow's feet on them, Like, it's terrible. Like, and, and I'm saying, I'm pointing this out because on TV, he doesn't look this way. He's about 70 years old, though. God bless him. Yeah. He's about 65, 70 years old. He's up there. And, you know, he does have a great attitude about himself. But on this cover, he looks like the Crypt Keeper from Tales from the Crypt. It's disgusting. His hair looks thinner. It looks bad. But anyway, I bring this up because it says Pete Carroll won't. Be haunted by his Super Bowl decision. And there's a quote on the cover saying, it's much easier for me to move forward than most people. Now, Pete, are you out of your mind? Like, how is this not gonna how is that decision not gonna haunt you the rest of your life? I'm opening up a really gay drink right now. Um, Bud Light makes a drink called Mixtail. And this is Firewalker. 8% oh, is alcohol. The apple one? No, I don't know.
2: Yeah,
1: it's the apple one. Yeah, no, yeah, red hot cinnamon apple cocktail. Apple. <laughs> I don't know, I was looking at this where it says caramel color I was looking at the colors <laughs> And shout out to Mike Trainer who hooked me up with this This is actually delicious though Yeah,
2: this is what I like Yeah,
1: it's like an apple, you know, I just read you What the fuck it didn't taste like, it's delicious
0: mm.
1: See, so Christina approves um, But it, it, t- for us to believe that P.K. Carroll's not gonna be haunted by this the rest of his life Are you kidding me? You know and, like, Christina watched two-ball me, and even she said, why are they throwing it? And, obviously, we all know what happened at the end of that game. And what's funny is the guy who threw that pass, Russell Wilson, he just got a deal with the Seattle Seahawks, which I am going on record and have been on record saying that they will regret. You know, we've seen this happen before with quarterbacks. Now he's going to get about $20 million a year, um, and they're going to have to start cutting corners around the roster to satisfy him. You know, that's the part people don't understand. And it's funny because everybody talks about you got to pay the quarterback, got to pay the quarterback. But look at all the quarterbacks who have gotten paid and they haven't gotten their team back to that promised land again. We're talking about Aaron Rodgers, who's arguably the best quarterback in the league, even though he plays for a scumbag team. You know, we got Joe Flacco, who is probably the most average player in the league who's getting overpaid. Eli Manning, who hasn't got his team back there. And won two fluky Super Bowls, no matter what anybody says, the most bullshit Super Bowl wins of all time. And now you're gonna have Russell Wilson in that category as well, you know. And, and no, I don't put Matt Ryan there because Matt Ryan just got paid just to get paid. Jay Cutler just got paid just to get paid. These guys are getting paid because people are saying these are the kind of guys that could take you to the promised land. But what happens is with all these quarterbacks, you overpay a quarterback. You don't have you don't have the, the money to spread around everywhere else, you know. The the and the Seahawks are under a different general manager. Than the, than the one that built that team. So, unless you have faith in your scouting department, everything else, there's no reason to overpay your quarterback. And I've always said that. You know, it's just funny. My, who, who was it? I think it was Michael Rappaport, actually, because I told you guys I listen to four podcasts, you know, every week. And Michael Rappaport said it himself. He said, you know, it's amazing how you could throw the game losing interception and you're everywhere after the Super Bowl. People are celebrating you nonstop as if you won. You know, and you're parading yourself around as if you want. You know, I think Seattle Seahawks are in for a rude awakening with this. I still think Pete P. Carroll's a great coach. I love them at USC. I even liked him when he was on the Jets. I, I thought he got a raw deal with the Jets. You know, um, he-, he what the problem was when he was in the NFL is that he was a player's coach, which worked to his was worked to his talents. Wow, look at his wrinkly it's neck. Look this
2: picture too. That's just what he looks like.
1: I'm t- you. Know what? Look at this though. It looks like he's got plastic surgery
2: his neck is destroyed,
1: his face is alright. Yeah. And you know what? People need to look at this.
2: Look at this <laughs> page, page
1: forty. Page, page forty. Page forty. Page forty, uh the article by Greg Bishop, who uh who's moved on, this guy, Pete Carroll. His face looks marvelous. <laughs> and his neck is like a literally
2: like
1: a turkey. Yeah, his neck his neck is it's the the, turkey neck. It's the product of too much sun though. Yeah. Because you know he is a he, he was in USC for a while. Now he's in Seattle. He's in the Sun. I guess so. You know he's on that he's on that coast life. You know he's in that coast life. But his face looks his face looks like your legs right now. <laughs> like honestly, like because my girl has very very sexy legs and very and very I won't say white legs, but she's a white girl, so it's like you know the legs are just, her legs have that nice complexion, and that's what his face looks like. <laughs> And it's like, yeah, wow, that's amazing. He's definitely had plastic surgery. He had to. There's no way.
2: <laughs> There's why, no way. Why did he let the this go then, though? Like, like that's just did, a bad picture. Why did he let the, the crow's feet. feet live?
1: The crow's feet. That's just a bad they cover. They literally
2: go down to his ears.
1: Let me. Tell you, I'm gonna Google this guy. I, I want to see how old he that's is.
2: Poor guy.
1: Don't no, don't say poor guy. That dude's fucking loaded. <laughs> He's got a lot more success. Su- so. Got a That's lot why more he's success. Like he's yeah, like, I guess.
2: I'll get over it, no problem. No,
1: no he, he's born 1951. He's older than my parents. He's
2: younger than my dad.
1: <laughs> younger than your dad. He's older than your mom. Yeah. 63, he is. What I say, 65, 70, whatever. Oh my god,
2: he's 10 years younger than my dad. My dad probably looks younger.
1: You know what's funny? Like he's only three years younger than my parents. Really.
2: Oh how they got
1: on. Like, yeah, family. yeah. My mom and dad look a lot better than Pete Carroll. And look at this picture too. You know what? It's a maybe on TV cameras he looks better. I oh, don't know because he looks like trash <laughs> in pictures. Sorry, Pete. I you can't know. believe he's ten years younger than my father. Your father's old, though. Yeah. This always freaked me out. It says, "Uh, yeah." <laughs> <What>? <laughs> like I just searched him on Yahoo. I guess. Uh, what is this? Whatever Firefox's main search engine is, I put in P. Carroll, and it says, people who search for Pete Carroll also search for Hugh Jackson another coach, Ashley Judd and Mark Wahlberg. What?
2: Embrace Dylan Howard, which I- is Ron Howard's
1: daughter. She's hot, though. She was, she played, she was in, uh, one of the Spider-Man movies. Yeah, she was in, a- was a- she? Yeah, she played, uh, was Gwen Stacy in part three. Yeah, she played oh, Gwen Stacy. I never Stacey. saw a
2: part three That's why It was bad.
1: Yeah, she played Gwen Stacy in the part one we three. one in yeah. part three? Yeah.
2: You know, I never saw it.
1: Yeah, she looked... Because yeah, she actually... I like the way she is in, as a blonde.
2: She's alright.
1: But uh, it's hard to believe that's Ron Howard's daughter regardless. Yeah.
2: She was in... Um, yeah, I like her
1: much better the as a blonde. Help. i never seen and that. she
2: was awesome in it.
1: That's that movie with uh, this chick, right? Uh, Emma, I mean... Yeah, Emma Stone. Still... No, the other chick... Who's the black chip in the movie? Yeah,
2: I don't
1: know her name, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna pick this up. I
2: know, I know the one you mean.
1: Yeah, I forgot her name. I don't know. What is her? Who was this girl? That
2: one, the one man on you're talking
1: about, right? No, nah, I'm not like even sure who I mean. I think I meant Octov- Octavia Spencer, but yeah, Davis was the bigger name in the movie. No. But I meant Octavia Spencer.
2: Wait, click on her.
1: Voila Davis. That's her name. Voila, Viola.
2: or is it Viola? In that case.
1: <laughs> I don't know who she is.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. She's a bigger
1: name. Oh no, because this girl is on the Octavia Spencer girl. That's a crazy name, Octavia, oh, for a black Octavia. chick.
2: Octavia.
1: You know we hear that for yeah. a black I don't chick. don't hear that
2: for anyone.
1: I, I we know we know someone named Octavia who just got married. Whatever. Yeah, we, we do. Dude,
2: you know
1: someone. You know her now. I guess it. This girl. Is she on Orange Is New Black? No. I thought she was. She is not. I thought she was on orange and too black.
2: <laughs>
1: well. No. People who search for her search for Kevin Costner for some reason. I feel
2: like I have to go find that trainer at the gym and tell him that I wasn't
1: watching porn. <laughs> All right, sidebar. <laughs> you want to tell this story? No,
2: I tell stories terribly.
1: So, what? It's, there's your moment. Just tell the story. Like you <laughs> told me.
2: I was on the Stairmaster, and the only time I go on the Stairmaster is when I watch TV. And I had Netflix on my phone watching Orange is the New Black, and there was a scene where they were watching porn, and the whole screen was just the porn shot. And one of the trainers that works at the gym came up on the Stairmaster next to me, and pretty much it just looked like I was watching porn on the Stairmaster. And...
1: You were embarrassed. I'm
2: embarrassed now. Yeah. I'm not weird.
1: I don't think you should point it out I'm to him. That's not weird. You should let him think you're a freak like that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Alright, whatever. Just to like high five you.
1: Yeah, you know. And if he ever sees me, he'd be like, Your girl was just born while she works out. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you about that. No, that's that's not my girlfriend anymore. <laughs> I wouldn't have a self respecting girlfriend like that. Dick? Um, Matter of fact, I drink. Matter of fact tell, tell, tell them the story. This is a funny story. story. I actually hate um, that she goes bike riding. I hate it. Because she, <laughs> she goes on a trail, and it goes all through Westchester. And for those not familiar with Westchester, it goes down to, like, Yonkers. And it's an area of Yonkers. I don't like her being around. You know, it's pretty much around South Yonkers. um, Just bad neighborhood. Just crackheads all over the place. Just bad neighborhood. You know, and I don't like her riding on that trail. You know, but the other sides are fine. But even then, you know, people are just nuts. And you got a hot girl riding a bike in the middle of the day. Like, you know, whatever. But she likes doing it, so she does it. I always tell her, just text me when she gets home, yada, yada, yada. But but tell them about the guy that caught up to you on the trail trying yeah. to talk to you. That that was a funny story.
2: That was funny.
1: Just speak up, though.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was trying.
1: <laughs> I'm taking a drink so you can tell the story. <laughs>
2: Riding on this trail, and I pass some guy, and everyone says hi to each other on the trail, so I, I just waved him, whatever, and I I go along, I keep riding. About 20 minutes later, I stop to get some water, and I hear someone come up behind me, and he's like, Oh my god, you're so fast! I've been basically he was like, I've been trying to catch up with you for the last 20 minutes. <laughs> and he was like, Do you mind if I just like ride with you for a little while? and I'm like sure, whatever, and he just keeps trying to talk to me, trying to talk to me, and I'm just trying to ride my bike, and I have my headphones in, he's like, you just want to go back and listen to your music right now, don't you? And I'm like, yeah, I do. He's like, well, what are you listening to? And I'm like, my boyfriend's CD, and he's like, oh, all right, and he immediately ended the conversation and just rides off.
1: (laughs) First all, all, I gotta give it to him, because (laughs) that's some determination, because obviously, (laughs) obviously... He already put on the table that you're in better shape than he is. <laughs> <laughs> he said he was trying to keep up with you for 20 minutes. He couldn't keep up with you. He's already telling you shit. Like, I can't keep up with you no matter what. Like, uh, what was his age? You had to guess. What was his age? Between 28 and
2: 33.
1: All right, so the kid got years on me, man. He got, got a couple years on me, the kid. No, in a good way. And the positive way means to downscale. You know, we got that, but obviously he's not in good shape. But I give it to him though. Like, hey, hey, hey you know what though? Like, it, it, he seemed like he was—he seemed like he was packing it in anyway. When he told you, you seemed like you just want to do to your music, wanted to talk to me. Yeah. He seemed like he was kind of, which means you were pretty much just trying to give him that vibe and we could ride together. But you know, we didn't got to talk. Uh-huh. But I thought that was great though. When you told me, I was dying, laughing. You know, as soon as you told me to listen to your boyfriend's CD. He just... He's you know. like,
2: all right.
1: A little bit better if you said, oh, listen to my boyfriend's rap CD. He probably might have fell off the bike. <laughs> 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 remember remember, you are traveling through Yonkers? That's true. Yeah, you, you might be one of those D-block cats. That's you don't want to be messing with those D-block cats. You know. And That that was my retirement CD, which was probably one of the best albums. It's my
2: bike riding CD. Yeah,
1: it's one of the best <laughs> albums of all time, actually. I should play one of those tracks during, during the break, actually. Actually, I think I am going to play one of those. I always play one song... For my Dude, audience right. too. I think I'm gonna play one of those tracks. I don't know which one though. Probably the one about me being all sexual. Doesn't good. <laughs> but whatever. Those like are good. But I hate the fact that you take that bike trail.
2: Why? I
1: hate it. Yeah. Like how, how can you just get right on the street?
2: Are you so I get hit by a fucking
1: nobody's car? Nobody's gonna hit nobody's ever hit a biker in the last like yeah? fifteen years. Yeah,
2: yeah right no, on my what? house. In the last two years. Alright? Look it up.
1: Whatever. I don't like bike trails It's like I've seen too many movies I'd rather I'd rather Just ride a bike this, the street. The,
2: What I'm most scared of Is that someone like Comes up to me on foot Like I know I'm gonna Ride faster away from them Than they can run So I'm not worried about that What scares me the most Is it might have The whole time I'm like someone's Hiding in the bushes And they're gonna like Jump out and like Jump on me And knock me off my bike And that's
1: gonna be it and that's what you think about When you ride <laughs> your bike they, that Seems like a lot of fun <laughs> <laughs> She's riding her bike paranoid. Someone's gonna jump on her and beat the shit out of her.
2: Only well, like, like, for like a little bit of it, and then Then I forget about it, and then it comes back every once in a while along the trail. I
1: mean, the only thing I could equate that to in my life <laughs> was like riding the train at like 2 in the morning by myself, and with my headphones blasting, falling asleep on the train purposely. That's
2: another reason I like it without the music now. What? Because I can hear if someone comes up behind me.
1: See? Yeah. I guess I was just like I didn't give a fuck back in the day. Yeah. I slept on the train. I was like they're gonna slice me, they're gonna slice me, they're gonna rob me, they're gonna rob me. I had no money, and nobody was gonna slice me. I'm the heart problem. Gee, still, Prince of City. I was I was like an icon back in those days. <laughs> it's untouchable. And when I think about it now, it's insane. Like if I had a kid, sixteen yeah, you years never old, let them do it. yeah, like I don't even think I want my kid riding the train to be going on. But <laughs> it's like. It's crazy, because I, I used to go to, sl- like, when I used mean sleep, I don't mean, like, put my headphones on and daze off. I used to, like, lie down on the train and just totally go to sleep, purposely. Like, who the hell cares, I, asleep I lived on the last once. Oh, no, I, I went to sleep if every single once. time. Every single time on the train. It's not, it's not smart.
2: It's if, <laughs> if people are with me, I fall asleep. Well, yeah, whatever. Sure. I
1: mean, yeah. But
2: by myself, only once.
1: hmm I used to do a lot of dumb stuff like that when I was younger. Like, I mean, my neighborhood, it's funny It's funny when I talk about my neighborhood, because I never, I, I told you this before, I never viewed my neighborhood bad when I lived there. But as soon as I moved out, I realized it was a shitty neighborhood. But when I lived you there... See something different. Yeah, exactly. But when I lived there, I thought it was, like, I thought it was, fine. It was my I, grew, I didn't know anything else about my neighborhood. And that was the northeast section of the Bronx, 241st, LSB, you know. And, um... And I used to just walk around my headphones blasting, same thing, 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. You know, because sometimes we all just be hanging out and I'd get tired of hearing shit from my friends. And I was a music nerd, so I just wanted to hear instrumentals or whatever, or just freestyle to myself. So I would just wander off, and I would walk under the train. I would walk all these areas, blasting my headphones, not knowing, and not worried. It's a great, it's funny, though, because it's bad. But at the same time, it's great to be that young and just... And naive. yeah. Let me tell you, like, it's it's, it is, like, it's a gift and a curse. Yeah. It's a gift and a curse being that young I because... I really
2: got to explore
1: that. Yeah, because you lived in a I pretty lo- nice No, because locked up. Yeah, you so locked even it. if I wanted
2: to venture out into bad neighborhoods, I
1: couldn't... I don't think you would. I wasn't
2: allowed to venture out of my good neighborhood.
1: Yeah, you probably would because you don't they really locked think...
2: locked me up.
1: Well, yeah, good thing. And, and, and I look at you, you while in... Mean, Worried about people jumping at you. <laughs> I
0: right. tell.
1: You only fall asleep with your friends are there. You're a crazy kid.
0: I know. And they did the right
1: thing locking you up. Alright, we're gonna take a short break right now because we're almost at the half hour point. And uh, uh, I'll play one of these G Steel songs yeah. and we'll be right back. Me and Christina, we'll be right back.
0: Uh, uh, uh,
1: take my up, pants down uh, now. Uh
0: right huh. Game face on. Uh huh.
1: Let's Look go, there, man. Look that rock. Okay. Uh huh.
0: <laughs> Who you think I be? Uh-huh. Nothing like your ex. Nah. Girl, I'm the G. Uh-huh. Suburbs to the projects. Uh-huh. Rap and hold down. down. Crown. Women love and women hate, but they all want me around And you know why, hands on both thighs, holding no tie Damn, I'm so fly, rock the coat and tie Watch control of mine, I can blow your mind Yeah, you know I'll try, you should spoil me Yeah, I'm royalty, but you don't take me serious? You don't take me serial? D-game's imperial t DK imperial. between these sheets so come on, girl get wow it's my number you dial. Yeah, it's been a while cougars love me choose to fuck me tell the girls who oh, chow take a look at my stats must swing good bad. it takes one time for me to hit it I guarantee they come back damn you think I'm lying I do this shit without trying damn this please tell these motherfuckers some poor bitch the girls that I'm iron yeah X is whack and so is your new man ever since I rocked the do rag ran in stores and popped the new tag cop new rags and am
1: G. Steel Eels Boards brought to you by the NGSE Radio Network and the Happy Hour Network. Right there, yeah, that was that was one of my favorite songs off that album, and it's funny because that song is pretty much useless and about nothing. <laughs> it doesn't have any really artistic value. I'm kind of just flexing my my skills on the flow level and talking about D game. A flow level? Yeah, on a flow level. Did, you, did we do we have to rewind that? When I was like I amazing the, KD, K D V D, you know yeah yeah yeah. yeah so
2: all right. Yeah, my
1: flow was impeccable on that. Yeah, l- l- listen back to how I wrote that beat. Nobody else does that. Because nobody else does as That's great. That was a great way I wrote that beat. Yeah. It's called D-Game Imperial. If you need me to explain what that is, then you can go back to the drawing board, kids. <laughs> <laughs> I need to explain that to you, then. That means you ain't getting a lot of tail on your end, fellas need to step up the D game Need to step that up. The rest of the album was actually was funny because that album's so bipolar. Yeah. There's, it's all over the place. Yeah, there's songs like that. There's, there was like a couple of sexually driven songs on uh-huh. the album. You know, and then there's like a couple of me just talking shit and then there's others where, where pretty much I'm trying to tell you to slit your wrist with me pretty much.
2: Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah,
1: isn't it? That's pretty, it's pretty yeah. much all over the place. But I think I'm the greatest of all time, so it doesn't matter. You know. Speaking of hip-hop, we had a—we uh, had our first, I guess, big beef in a while in hip-hop, so I guess it should be addressed. Um, Meek Mill versus Drake. Really weird. Meek Mill's kind of... I don't know. You could say sometimes when guys are with girls, they change. Like, everybody has dealt with this. Everybody, you know... Everybody has a guy that, you know, they're real cool, you hang out with them, then once they hang out, then once they start seeing a girl, they just change on you, they flip up. you don't see them no more, yada, 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 and sometimes they get soft. I think Meek Mill, supposed to be like the hardest guy out, (laughs) the hardest hardest guy out who we hear on the radio, I should say at least, there's a lot of street niggas that don't get out there, you know, but he's the hardest guy on the radio, and you know, for the most part, all the kids like him and whatnot, so... But he's becoming real overly emotional lately. And the beef with Drake started because he was upset Drake didn't pretty much tweet out to his followers, go get the Meek Mill album. Pretty much. That was pretty much what started it. And because Drake is on the track Rico. And because that happened, Meek Mill threw it out there that Drake didn't even write his part on Rico. And that there was another guy, Quentin something, who was on SoundCloud or whatever. Sound, that guy, Quentin SoundCloud, must be blowing the F up, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everybody was going, who is Quentin? But for what I hear, it's total garbage. But he gave Drake, like, the flow, the blueprint for five songs on uh, the, what was that mixtape, though? Mixtape, like, killed. Uh, if you're reading this, it's too late.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: I hated that mixtape. I thought it was terrible. I thought the mixtape was terrible, I thought it was boring, and that guy Quentin apparently like was responsible for five of those songs. So, you know, people are killing Drake, because they're like, oh, you know, Drake doesn't write, yada, yada, yada. So Drake comes and drops two records on Meek Mill, coming at Meek Mill hard. I thought the first one charged up was lame. Uh, Second one, back-to-back, is actually what we started the show with. I actually got to give Drake credit on that. It wasn't murderous. It wasn't like he really went at somebody, like, hard, hard, but it was clever. And Meek Mill came back. And it was terrible. Like, <laughs> like, like uh, it was so bad that it was. I made sure that this was a topic of discussion when we went out to dinner last night. Yeah.
2: <laughs> we spent about a half hour talking about
1: it. Yeah, because I, I, it upset me that much. That like, this is a pretty high profile battle for today's hip hop. We needed one, and you kind of think Nick Mill being that aggressive guy, he's gonna come at Drake, call him a bitch, call him this, that, call. It, it was just bad. He used the Undertaker theme song from WWE, which Undertaker and WWE are now suing Meek Mill. So Meek Mill's just taking the L all over across the board right now. And this is actually, like, credit to Drake, because I may be jumping the gun here, but this could be a career ender from Meek Mill, and that's sad. Cause, oh. Because because Meek Mill is young, but this the way the Twitter crowd is in hip-hop right now, the way hip-hop is so socially media-driven, and the way everybody has to pick sides. Now, Meek Mill is on an island by himself right now because everybody is shitting on him right now. The song was bad. He's looking weak. He's looking like a crybaby on Twitter. And Drake, Drake didn't even go at him hard. Drake was playing with him. (laughs) And, and we're talking about drake drake's not the most masculine fellow out there he's not someone you're really scared of if you bu- like like i am i am not scared i've called drake a, a punk a billion i'm not scared of him finding out and seeing me in the middle of the street i'm not scared you know meek mill i'd be a little bit more scared of. but i know i can't wrap him <laughs> like I, and i just think this is a shame though i think this generation of hip-hop missed out on so much. I'm not going to preach on old-school, new-school stuff. But I just think this generation of hip-hop, they didn't have that battle that every other generation of hip-hop has. You know, like, my uncle's generation had, like, the LL Cool J and uh, Kumo D and KRS-One and MC Shan, which are the classic battles. You know, um, yeah, yeah, even the, the UTFO and Roxanne. Like, those are classic hip-hop battles that the foundation of the, of the culture is built on. They still even revert to those. They still reference those. And and then when as things got a little bit crazier, you know, you had um, of course the most infamous one is Biggie Tupac, you know that's the most infamous one. You, then you had labels, you had Bad Boy versus Death Row, which was I actually liked that. Mm-hmm. Jay-Z, I like that. Jay Jay Z Nas was epic, you know, and it was funny because even though people, you know what, I'm I'm a huge Jay Z fan. People say, oh, E Three E Three Takeover was just a better song. And at the end of the day, Jay-Z just won. <laughs> say what you want about Ether. Like, cause it, it, to me, Nas was just rambling on and on at Ether. He was just rambling on and on and on on Ether. And Jay-Z did a song. He did TakeOver. Take TakeOver was a joint. It was Kanye West production. You know, and on top of that, he went at Mob Deep on there, silence Mob Deep. Mob Deep still has a comeback from that Jay-Z. Disc, you know? Um, and then after that you have to say like 50 Cent and Ja Rule, where 50 Cent pretty much just wiped Ja Rule off the face of the map. Which was, that, wasn't that messed up though? Because it's funny, because I, I think that's when people, because Jay Z Nas, it was cool because there were so many people who loved them both. Yeah. Like I was over Nas anyway at that point, I'm a Jay Z guy. But there's so many people that still love them both, you know, so it didn't matter. The people just want to see it, you know. But with Finney said in Ja Rule, let's not fool ourselves. Ja Rule was king of the radio for about two and a half years. Nobody was touching Ja Rule. No. He was doing tracks, was, pop records. It, you couldn't touch Ja Rule. Like that dude was the man. I, I wasn't into it because I was still more on my throwback shit. You know, I was still
2: like twelve. You 12 loved was it. Super into. You it.
1: loved it. Of <laughs> course you did. You loved the shot. You loved Murder Inc. You loved Murder Inc. Oh, Merda oh my god. So with Fifty seconds so how did you feel then? Cause that's actually a better question, because me, I was always a 50 Cent fan, because I loved 50 from back in the day, yeah. when he got shot up, and when he was doing mixtapes, I've always loved 50 Cent, loved when he had the G-Unit mixtapes when he was popping out, so when 50 Cent was going at Ja Rule, I knew Ja Rule had no chance, because I knew what 50 had on his back, you know, so how did you feel as a girl, listening to, as a white girl, listening to <laughs> hip-hop, loving Ja Rule, because he made the music you liked, did you... Did, But did you you appreciate 50 just wiping Ja Rule out?
2: I didn't appreciate it, but at the same time, I was, like, already, like, I liked 50 Cent. So, it's like, whatever. Did I miss Ja
0: Rule?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I did. You know what's funny? I'm not gonna lie, I still do. You know what's funny? I still miss him.
1: I didn't appreciate Ja Rule until it was too late. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'll overly admit it. I can listen to like all those Jay Ruler shot songs now,
2: and love them. I love them. They're so good. Oh, my favorite though. You're gonna hate it though, because
1: it's J Lo. I like oh, did.
2: That. Oh my god, I loved it. And he's like kind of doofy. Like he's like doofy, doofy adorable. Very. So
1: doofy. like he's
2: the perfect one for like the little girls to love.
1: Yeah, he was. He, he was supposed to be like the softer version of Dmx. Pretty yes, much,
2: exactly. He was the soft version of DMX. had hard sound, but like
1: bitches love DMX, though. they him. bitches love being scared of DMX. Yeah, and he was a psychopath. <laughs> he still is a psychopath. Yeah. But like, but 50 Cent came in. but that was good for hip hop, though. It wasn't. I I, I say good for hip hop, but it, 50 was a monster. Nobody was stopping 50. Like 50 came in like a battering ram. Nobody, nobody started. was stopping 50. And we haven't seen a rapper impact the game like that since 50's fallen no. off, obviously, but. It's been a while now. I don't even know when Get Rich and Die trying came out. I gotta look that up, actually, because I have no I idea when that came that out. I think was in
2: eighth grade.
1: So what year was that? Two so
2: thousand one one
1: or two. That seems about right.
2: Yeah. Really? Yeah.
1: It wasn't like oh four.
2: No, definitely
1: not. Really? Let me see. I'm looking up this discography. Let me see this real quick.
2: Maybe I'm wrong. I don't, I don't know. Think I'm, I am, though. I'm saying
1: a 04, but you're probably right. I mean... Yeah, 2003. All right, so we're all right, somewhere in the middle. <laughs> somewhere in the middle. The massacre came out. That was when he had a candy shop and whatnot. Okay. But in the club and all the songs that matter were 2003. So John Will had a good run because I remember he had that. Really? Holla holla, yeah. The candy shop came out
2: before all that.
1: No, mas- No, candy shop came out in 2005.
2: After it. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Like.
1: I'm just stupid. Like get rich yeah. at- power at a dollar was amazing. Yeah. You know, that's when I started liking them. You know, but um, and then after that, he kind out of with. Curtis, which had um, I Get Money.
2: Yeah, that was it.
1: Yeah, before I self destruct was terrible. Animal Ambition was alright.
2: I didn't like it that much.
1: It was alright.
2: Whatever.
1: I don't know. It's but what's happening over here is that 50 isn't 50 was a marketing tool, and that's why Dr. Dre and Eminem got on him because he had this. And let me tell you, 50's a genius though in his own right because he pretty much revolutionized the mixtape game. You know, because now everyone and their mother comes out with mixtapes. It's not the same. 50 Cent dropped the mixtape. You bought it that day. You know, like, there was a time in my life where pretty much mixtapes were run. I know people are going to say, oh, you can going to say his name, of course. 50 Cent and Joe Budden pretty much ran mixtapes. And obviously, 50 Cent just ran away <laughs> totally from where Joe Budden went. You know, but 50 Cent and Joe Budden were the guys. That, that was it. They dropped the freestyle. You copped the mixtape, you know. But going back to the battle scene, like I said, 50 Cent was the last guy who really went at it. And then Fifty Cent went at Fat Joe. Then he went at Jada Kiss, and I, I always liked this thing because Jada Kiss killed Fifty Cent, and Fifty Cent ignored it because Fifty Cent was still that big that as long as he didn't respond, it wasn't gonna hurt him.
0: Yeah. Because
1: Jada destroyed him. Jada Kiss destroyed him, ripped him apart. And the street, the street people know that Jada got him, but Fifty ignored it. And um, Fifty was big enough though to ignore it and continue on. Meek Mill. He's kind of at that spot. Not saying he was 50 Cent, but he was big enough that he could have just ignored Ignored Drake. He could have just ignored Drake, called him a bitch on Twitter, and carried on. Mm -hmm. You know what's going to be interesting now is that him and Nikki are going to be in Canada, Toronto, actually.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They shouldn't even go.
1: That's going to be bad. She can go.
2: She can all she wants.
1: I got a problem with Nikki right now.
2: You hate her,
1: though. I do hate her, but honestly you know what let's put it in terms of you and me right now. Uh, no no, yeah, let's put it in terms of you and me right, right now, all right? who's who's one of your best guy friends? Duncan? Okay. Duncan's one of your best guy friends, yeah. right? <laughs> let's hypothetically say <laughs> cause you guys don't know I don't Duncan. Know
2: you're gonna say, <laughs> you guys don't happens. know
1: Duncan at all, but I gotta make myself look like a bitch to someone who would never bitch me out. <laughs> so I'm just putting that out there. but let's just say Duncan was a rapper, I'm a rapper. And Duncan came out and totally ripped me apart on a record, yeah. totally ri- on two records. Right. And even before I released my shitty response record or I came back and it was weak. What's your job as my woman, though? And remember, you're cool with Duncan, but you're my girl. What's your job? Who are you standing by? You gotta make a decision. Yeah. You see? You're just saying that because you don't know, kick her out of the house right now? No. <laughs> no, I mean,
2: that's, everyone comes down to it, that's what you have to do. And
1: not for nothing, Nikki. Whether
2: it's your friend or not, I mean. That's your man. That's
1: it. I, that's the way it is, you know? And the thing is, though, Nikki parades around as if she is the best, not best, as the best rapper out. She has an argument. Like, I'm not a fan of Nikki, but I'm not gonna say she's trash. You know she could flow. We were talking about that yesterday yeah. too. I thought on monster not for nothing. She was on there with Kanye and Jay. And I thought she had the best verse on Monster. No one's gonna do that. No. You know I thought she had the best verse on Monster. Lo- I love Starships.
2: <laughs> you do love that song. That's a song. I love Starships.
1: And once in a while she comes out with a verse. She makes me laugh. Same thing with Drake. I've always said Drake sounds better when he's with other people. I hate a Drake song. I like him when he's with other people. That's song with Meek Mill, actually. like, You know, but regardless of the fact, if you're Nikki and you, you parade out here saying that that these dudes are just bitches with dicks kind of thing, that's what she basically says. She calls dudes out. She says she's nicer. She can rip anybody. You come out, and th- this actually would be awesome for hip-hop. And not for, oh,
2: if she responded? If herself.
1: she... Yeah. If she came out at Drake... She should. Because what is... Because that's the equivalent... Of a girl slapping a guy in the middle of the club. Absolutely. And the guy's like, uh.
2: Because <laughs> like,
1: know? he knows he wants to knock her out.
2: But he can't. But he can't. Because
1: everybody's watching. <laughs> but, I mean, in terms of
2: that, he can. Because he's not physically harming her.
1: But still, everybody's, like, everybody's going to ride. With, I'm telling you, if that happens, people are going to ride with Nikki. Yeah. People are going to ride with Nikki. She
2: should do it. She should What's do it. What's wrong with her? Because
1: not for nothing, we've never seen a female artist take out a male artist in hip hop. Never yeah. seen that. No. I don't think we have a will. That's she not a sexist thing. It. That's not a sexist thing, but if there ever was a time, I think Nikki could take out Drake. She's funnier. Tra- think- she's tra- funnier and
2: she's freaking like way though, Drake, more aggressive. But
1: Drake, the way the way his style is though, it plays in his favor. I'm playing devil's advocate here. I, I would love to, because Meek obviously doesn't have the lyrics to do it. Yeah. He can't. He's just an energy guy. He's a club guy. That's all he is. And his career might be over right now. He's gonna get killed when he Poor when kid. he cools off stage in Toronto. He's done. He, I, I think there's no coming back for Meek. Honestly, I don't think so. And um, keep in mind that his, his guys, his like Drake's bosses are Rick Ross and Jay Z, who have pretty good relationships with Drake. You know. And Jay-Z, remember, and, and Jay-Z sent a little shot at Drake, and Drake never said shit, because Drake knows better. Because Drake was talking greasy in an interview once about uh, Jay-Z saying how Jay-Z talks about the art that he buys, and nobody cares about the art that he buys. And I don't know I, I don't know what song it was Jay-Z said. I think it might have been a freestyle. Jay-Z pretty much killed Drake in, like, two lines. But that's what Jay-Z does. Mm-hmm. He did that to 50 Cent, did it to Drake, did it to Lil Wayne and Baby. Like, he kills guys in one line. They're like, I'm not messing with him because he's the GOAT. He's mm-hmm. the best of all time. But, um... I, I, I think for women who love listening to hip-hop, for not, not, this is the time to do it. I mean, come on, Nikki. You you got the USA women's soccer team now. Absolutely. <laughs> you, you got Serena Williams. You you got all this shit going in your direction right now. If Nicki Minaj came out and diss Drake, I, I think she would win. I think she wins. I think she wins on the faith of the her, her fan base versus Drake's fan base. I think it would be an awesome Twitter battle.
2: Absolutely.
1: Cause the was what she called fans? Um what's she called her fans. The barbs. The barbs. That's what you call them. The barbs, cause whatever. Very, very creative, Nikki. And Drake's fans are called it's not. I still
2: can't get over. It. I like he was on that show.
1: The grassy.
2: Yeah, and that's all I see him as. He's just the paralyzed
1: kid he was paralyzed uh, on that show his name was
2: Jimmy and that's all I see when I look at him it's Jimmy I've
1: never seen it and he was like a whiny little
2: bitch he's
1: still a whiny little
2: bitch
1: yeah I guess so he is you right. I I don't like Drake's music I I, no neither do I I think his beats are terrible and like I think when he sings I hate it I hate when he sings I think his beats are terrible but like I said when he's on that slick shit I think he's good He's just stick to that. Like, like zero to 100, I, I'm, I fuck with zero to 100, yeah, heavy.
0: Yeah.
1: I love that song. Like, you know, and it's just him spitting. Like, he's clever with it. But then we, you know what it is? People gas you up. That's what it is. Because hip-hop's so flaky right now. You could be a hippie, you could be weird, it doesn't matter. People have gassed Drake up to a point where he feels like he can just be weird on a record and try different stuff, and people can say it's groundbreaking, and you know what? He's getting away with it. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening right now. You know, that's what's happening right now. He thinks he's Kanye-wise, pretty much. He is not Kanye-wise. Nah. Kanye's a bigger dickhead, but Kanye's my dude. I tell everybody that.
2: He's definitely
1: a dick. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you, though, hanging out with the Kardashians has made him more of a pleasant person, I think, in my eyes.
0: Yeah. (laughs) He's,
1: like, I can accept him more than any of the Kardashians, because, I I don't know, he just... He he doesn't look as aggressive.
2: No.
1: Because that family's very aggressive. You know, and even on the show, for, I, like I, I've actually, I've actually never seen an episode with him on it. Me neither.
2: Like I told you, the kid.
1: The kid's never on the it.
2: The kids are She was on it, but you never saw. I heard face he's
1: on. Months. I heard he was on the Caitlyn show. Oh yeah. I heard he was on the Caitlyn show in the first episode, and I heard it was some cheap ploy too. They were kind of like advertising his sneaker in it.
2: Oh, so it's probably he agreed to it. Yeah,
1: he's, you know. He's only gonna
2: do it if it benefits him in some way.
1: This whole marriage benefits him. <laughs> he got a kid out of it too. Like, Kanye could call it quits. I mean, don't, and don't no, put words about I love Kanye. Like, I don't ever want to see him call it quits. You know, I, I love his attitude. I don't care. He's an idiot. I don't, he's, an, he's not an idiot. He's just obnoxious. Yes. And I'm fine with that. I'm fine with Kanye being obnoxious. I wonder why. This is
2: the
1: heartthrob GW Gross.
2: <laughs> from the G Steel
1: Sports Um, Shout out to my man Ernest Christian doing the earnestly speaking, earnestly, what is it? He's going to kill
2: you. Earnestly
1: it. speaking. No, but how do we say it? Earnestly speaking live. I don't know. He changes this shit up so much on me. <laughs> I think it's just, earth, it used to be an earnestly speaking podcast. I think, I, I think I'm going to still call it the earnestly speaking radio show. Because it's like he does the podcast. Then he calls it earnestly speaking live. Oh, he doesn't know what he wants to do. A shout out to him. He returned from his hiatus this week. Um, I heard he was talking a lot of trash about me this week. You know, because I got my people's. I got my people reporting to me. <laughs> what up, Roz? You know my people reporting I heard he was talking trash, so I'm going to get at him. I'll be back on the show next Friday, 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time to 6 o'clock. Um, this show, uh, like I said, it's recorded Saturday night. It's almost midnight right now. Um, I, I want to keep drinking, though, tonight. I'm fine. It's just hot because we're in the room because I don't have the air conditioner on right now. And,
2: you want to keep drinking?
1: Yeah, I want to keep drinking. We got, we're, me, and, me and Christina have been watching American Horror Story Season 3. I, I've obviously, you know me, I talk about American Horror Story. I give you weekly updates on that show and Walking Dead on this podcast. You know, and um, she she was falling, she's not falling behind, but she never saw American Horror Story, really. So, what was it, like, last year we watched Part 1, right? Yeah. The first season. And then last month we watched the second season, and right now we're in the middle of the third season. And it took, it, I, fourth season, I've told you guys a million times, was total trash. Hated the fourth season. Hated it, hated it, hated it. And that's not the way I want to see my the love of my life, Jessica Lane, go out. You know? No. That's, my, that's my baby girl, Jessica Lane. I didn't want to see her go out on that bad note cause it was a terrible, terrible season. But, uh, well, well, like, I know season three isn't done. We're up to what season? Episode am 10 now. We're, no, I think we're
2: in 12 or We're, we're deep. Done. We're almost
1: done with it. But I know we're not done with it yet. But... You're obviously invested in it. Which one of those three seasons are your favorite?
2: I don't know. It's hard. It is hard,
1: right?
2: I want to say this one. Yeah? But I'm a little biased because one, Jessica Lang is amazing in it and like, she's amazing and perfect and beautiful. And uh, Emma Stone, I mean, not Emma Stone, Emma Roberts. Oh, you love like Emma Roberts. Love of my so. life, and, and she's like, a bitch
1: in this. She's pretty much a miniature Jessica Lang in this Exactly. Movie. So it's yeah. like,
2: you can't, I don't know.
1: She was great in this one. You know, and and this and this is actually the first season. Season three was the first thing they had Angela Bassett on it. and She's and she's
2: awesome. She's on.
1: She's insane. Like yeah, Angela ben Bassett scares
2: is. the shit out of me, but she's not scaring me in this one, so it's alright.
1: And she's like a hardcore racist, and so she's not scaring you. No. I, don't, I don't know what that says about my white girlfriend. She
2: scared me way more <laughs> in freaking Waterboy. Waterboy? Yeah, I told you, it's not like she scares me. Like she has me playing a scary part. She just creeps me out. For some I, you know,
1: I cried during Waterboy one time. I've seen this movie a million times. Mm-hmm. I cried when when I, when he at the end when he goes he says all like I love mama. I cried. <laughs> <laughs> you were. I'm such a little bitch.
2: Did you cry on big daddy?
1: Oh, I cried at big daddy I all the time. Like,
2: I, th- I sobbed.
1: Yeah, big daddy made me cry in the courtroom scene. Yeah. Yeah, that's the part that made me cry. What? The big daddy scene, I mean the courtroom scene in big daddy. What? The-
2: I saw it in the other one.
1: Happy Gilmore. Golfing? Yeah, watch it tonight. Watch it tonight, you want? Yeah, we should watch it tonight. It's funny. We'll be drinking. That'll be a fun. That'll be a see a good drinking movie to watch. Cause it's stupid. You take a break from American Horror Story. Cause you're scared of the theme song.
2: It's the scariest part of the entire show. Right?
1: It is. It is actually. It
2: really is. Whoever wrote that theme song is like brilliant.
1: Nicki Minaj. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Nicki Minaj, definitely. That that, that was her comeback to drink. Um, Oh, Nicki
2: Minaj?
1: Yeah, American Horror Story. I I think if I have to pick my favorite season, it would. uh, Combat was great. Combat was great, but I knocked that one down. Because it's not Combat. Part one, it was just that they had so many different stories going on in it like every week was a different story in it yeah, with the so good. It, it was so perfectly written. like that was one of the best seasons and the of any show.
2: Oh my god.
1: Yeah. It was like that whole season was like insane. You know, but season 3, this one the the I'm sorry, Asylum was the one I got knocked down. Content is this one. And this one's great cuz I love the cast. The girls are all great in it. Precious is in it. Like I said, Angela, I'm telling you, and the right. scenes and the scene. Let I me. Mean, we'll talk about Precious in a second. But <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you honestly, if you never watched American Horror Story, but you didn't into, and you're into, just appreciate great acting. Any scene in American Horror Story season three that has Angela Bassett and Jessica Wang in it.
2: Oh perfect. my God!
1: It's just. Perfect. And then
2: they're in a bunch together, yeah. and you're just like.
1: What's it's just great acting. I it's what? just.
2: Like, cause towards the end they're in a lot together and they yeah. like, team up and it's like, why were they teamed
1: up the whole oh, season? Cause they're great. amazing. It's great. Like, it's, cause it, and I think it's, it's awesome because they were able to hold their own away from each other the whole the whole season. Yeah. Then at the end they kind of kind of and it's just great what acting. You like us? you could really appreciate it. You know, Angela Bassett I think goes along as one of the most underappreciated actresses ever. Honestly, I think she just goes along underappreciated. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole okay. way through. She was supposed to be Storm on X-Men, and they went for Halle Berry, which I think was a mistake.
2: That was a huge mistake. She, she would have killed it in a Storm.
1: And, and if you look at pictures so of Storm... And if you look at pictures of Storm, that's, that's Angela yes. Bassett. It's like...
2: Halle Berry's beautiful, and I love her, but Angela Bassett is, like, so intense. Like, i got
1: an issue with Halle Berry. You would. Like, she's pretty, right? She's pretty, but she has to be a bitch. Because every guy she's been with has beaten the shit out of her. Like, honestly. Like, I well, it's gotta be you like well, David Justice was, that singer she was with she must say some crazy she, shit to every guy she's with I
2: guess so I mean either that or she just picks like or, pick oh yeah, like
1: or, she, or she picks guys who yeah. like hitting her I, I'm going with my assumption that she's just not a nice person she she looks like the kind of person she looks like because everybody's been telling her she's beautiful her whole life she thinks she can get away with shit and when a man says no she goes well your mom a bitch and the guy has to hit her <laughs> like, you can do whatever you want don't call my mama a bitch, you know? Like, that's pretty yeah. much what it is. But, Precious. I don't know oh, her real name.
2: Precious. I
1: don't know Precious. I mean... We're gonna Google that, too. This is the first time... Well, not the first time, but I hardly ever Google anything. I'm, I don't even know her name. Precious. precious. The actor. Actress, precious. I guess I gotta put. It.
2: Precious. I don't know her name in
1: the show. Her name is... It, it's, uh... Queenie. Yeah, Queenie.
2: Think...
1: Queenie is her name. Um Gabori... Sib- Whoa...
2: Sidibe.
1: Where's her name? Gabori?
2: Gabori Sidibe.
1: Wow. That's a name and a half. That's an interesting name.
2: Where's she from?
1: She's from New York. Brooklyn. She's from New York
2: and that's her
1: name? She went to Mercy College. She's in Brooklyn all the way. Look at that. Where you go, girl. Bedford Stuyvesant? Yeah. I mean, that's why we got root for her. I guess. I actually actually don't think she's a great actress in this. Like, I think she's the worst actress on on this season, I think she's the worst actress in it, but uh, like not for nothing. Like I kind of, why why is her agent or anything told her to lose weight? I mean, the girl obviously. I mean, I I don't think she's a great actress, but obviously she must charm the hell out of people. Yeah. she's actually all right in Empire.
2: No, in Empire I loved
1: her. Yeah, she's great in Empire actually. And this empire. show just doesn't come across as real as the other girls. No, it doesn't come across as real. In Empire she's actually she's really not good. Selling it? No, she's not. No. You know, and she. Oh, she plays the role like she's too slow, kind of like she's kind of dim-witted. I don't know. I just don't like the way she plays the role. I don't like about it. Either. You know, but whatever. Still a great season. But um, yeah, like somebody has to, like, cause she's really obviously everybody knows she's big. She's precious, but it's like I looked at her arms and I'm like, somebody's got to no,
2: tell a, or something. It's like a health issue at this point.
1: Yeah, it's like I don't know, like, I, I, I don't know, like, you can still act. But, yeah, but but you know what, but like I guess she's getting the roles. Yeah, I guess she's that's getting the roles because she's big. her
2: marketable, so she's not gonna lose weight.
1: And you know what? Credit to her, because girls like that don't get jobs. Yeah. Yeah, she was in that show, that movie Tower High. She was actually really good in Tower High, too. She was. She she voiced a party girl character in Hot Water season seven premiere of American Dad. Oh what? What?
2: And we don't know about
1: that? What?
2: We didn't have to. She was in the Cielo right
1: Green episode.
2: We just uh, saw okay. that. We did just see that.
1: Yeah. As party girl, so she was just a random voice and things. She was like, I need to hear
2: this now. Google, um, Google party girl. Precious I'm not is doing any girl. of that. We're at
1: the end of this. We're <laughs> at the end of this, so I'm not googling anymore, for you. especially about Precious doing a one liner on American Dad. And no. our
2: most favorite show in the whole world. It
1: is my most favorite show, and yours as well. Which is why you're my girlfriend.
0: <laughs> anyway,
1: we're gonna end this podcast. I want to thank Christina for. Our... <laughs> she had no choice, really. She was gonna do this because she was in my house. <laughs> so thank you for not making me beat you over the head to do this. Oh, she just sure. did it willingly. It's hot as hell in this room. I'm
2: very comfortable. Right
1: I... now. <laughs> that was an aluminum you bottle, take my... your <sighs> you want. No, I'm not taking my clothes off. Why not? Pervert. Um, <laughs> go right back to the room, and we're gonna look for Heidi Gilmore, and we're gonna keep drinking. I'm gonna force you to keep drinking tonight teach a class tomorrow I gotta work out while well, you teach the class I'm, I'm actually not going to work out while you teach the class I don't care um, yeah, if you want to take her spin class it doesn't matter no one's here and just, I'm not posting this till Monday it's going to be <laughs> Sunday morning at 1030 at East Hartstall Avenue New York Sports Club you can take that spin class she needs a little bit more people in that class because she inherited it and it's an awful hour
2: it for her sucks
1: she's probably one of the best spin instructors out there that's what I hear that's what I hear. You'll never see my ass on spin glass. My <laughs> knees and my back thank me for that. Yeah. You know, they thank me for that. A um, couple of quick promotions. Uh, Check out the NGSC Sports website. I'll be putting up my Minnesota Vikings uh, season preview soon. And then following that, it's going to be the whole NFC North and probably the NFC East. I'm just going to start knocking out the previews like I did last year. Um, Also check out – uh. Check out what is that website? My Audio Mac website, <laughs> Audio Mac backslash G-Steel. Um, soon, probably after this week, uh, I'll have a couple more Throwback City mixes. I'm, I'm taking it before that B-Boys era that I did 20 mixes of, so to speak. Uh, I'm taking it right back to like the 80s, old school. You know, like we're talking about K R S1 and all that. Like, so look out for that. Other than that, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, the dot com website, G Steel and also check out for me uh, the Earnesty Speaking radio show with EJ Christian, 4 o'clock Friday. I'll be back on with that. Uh, congratulations, Jackie. It's been three weeks, but you had your kid, right? Woo-hoo! Yeah, Jackie, that's uh, Christina's cousin. I don't, think I, have, I don't think I shouted you out on this show, folks. Not that you listened, so who cares? <laughs> anyway, we'll see you all next week. Be a witness. Say goodbye, Christina.